0: Hallelujah yes. We're going to uh, uh, do a message on today something a little different. I haven't, haven't done uh, a message like this before and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the symbols of Christmas Amen. And I need to give a little background because uh, in our church history uh, we, we, we haven't talked a lot about the advent. And uh, when we talk about the Advent, has anybody, you've heard of the Advent, the word Advent? Uh, Did you know what it means? what the Advent meant? Well, let's talk about it a little bit, and we're going to be talking about the Advent. The the, the word itself means uh, the coming. And the Christian church celebrates, or a lot of the Christian church celebrates Advent and, and, and in particular, uh, uh, this year, the first Sunday in December is the first Sunday of the Advent. Wow. The Advent speaks to uh, the coming of Jesus Christ when he was born in Bethlehem. And uh, the Christian church celebrated Advent. Advent was that period of uh, 30 days prior To Christmas. Which was December the 25th. So uh, a month before Christmas. That period of time. uh, You know today they call it the holiday season. And uh, some even call it the Christmas season. But historically. That period of 30 days. Before December the 25th. uh, Was known as the advent. Or the coming. And then. Uh, Actually, the Christmas season, traditionally, uh, as observed in in, in, uh, 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 Christianity, the Christmas season started on December the 25th, and it went for 12 days after that. That's how you got the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. You ever wonder where that come from? Well, it it has its connections in the history of the church, because on December the 25th, that was the official start of the Christmas season, and it went 12 days after that. Now, somebody came up with a hen and, you know, uh, I forget the, you know, the the different, uh, uh, a parrot. Yeah, all of that. Well, uh, they secularized that part of it, Uh, but that's the origins of it. So, uh, when we talk about the advent uh, and 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 what uh, we're going to be doing uh, in the weeks leading up to December twenty fifth, uh, we're going to be we're going to be focused on Jesus. Amen. 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 We're gonna we're gonna be focused on Jesus, Amen. and uh, I feel like that, uh, and 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 I hope that from this message, uh, it will give you some ideas and. Will will stir uh, 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 up some things that uh, because this is a unique season of the year, oh, yeah. and uh, you remember I told you about, I was talking, Laura earlier about the power of an invitation. Uh, I believe that uh, we have an opportunity to witness uh, during this season, and uh, don't go away from here and 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 don't you know rebuke anybody and tell them it's not Christmas season; it's Advent. You won't make any friends if you do that. So so, so that's, that's not my purpose for, for bringing that up. People that want to refer to it as the Christmas season, amen, and want to say Merry Christmas, amen, go, 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 go right along with them in it. Uh, but we're going to be talking about today the symbols of Christmas. Amen. The symbols of Christmas. And we're going to uh, use as our uh, scripture text... Our scripture text is going to be found in 1 Peter, uh, the 3rd chapter, and the 15th verse. And uh, if you'll be able to see it. Amen. move move that for me if it doesn't move. Okay, there it is. Uh, 1 Peter 3 and 15. And in 1 Peter 3 and 15 it says there, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and with fear. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to let's say that. Let's 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 say that one more time. Amen. First Peter three fifteen. Amen. Are you ready? Let's say that again. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope in you with meekness and with fear. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going to use that as a jumping off point where we talk about the symbols. Of Christmas. Amen. The symbols of Christmas. Uh, And when I think about. uh, The symbols. Of Christmas. uh, You see the symbols of Christmas. Are lodged With a very deep and rich truth. And. uh, For a lot of us. We haven't. uh, We came up. And we've been around the symbols, but really, it's never really been explained to us what the symbols meant. Uh, one of the things that I noticed on some of the newer cars, I, I still drive, you know, kind of not a, not a newer uh, vehicle. But one of the things I noticed on the newer vehicles is that uh, they stop putting words and they start putting symbols. Anybody notice that transition? I I, I guess when you're older, uh, I remember when, you know, it used to say wiper on the button. Now, it's got a symbol. (laughs) Don't say wiper. But you're supposed to look at that symbol and know that it means wiper. But how can, as the Ethiopian Enoch said, you know, uh, understand what thou readest? How can I, so, some man show? Somebody's got to. Sometimes you, you you look at some of these symbols. Sometimes you got to go and get your own man <laughs> to figure out what it is. And I think the same thing has happened uh, with a lot of the symbols related around Christmas. And uh, what we are going to do is, uh, I'd like to give just a little background before I get into uh, the symbols of Christmas. And uh, we'll talk about the symbols of celebration. And uh, when I think about the symbols of celebration, uh, I think about, uh, we have some examples in the Old Testament where we see meaningful symbols... That were used in the Old Testament during times of celebration. And uh, one of those you find it in Exodus. The 12th chapter. uh, Verses 26 and 27. And in Exodus 12, 26 through 27. And it says there. And it shall be when your children say to you. What do you mean? By this service that you shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. And so the people bowed their heads and worship. In Exodus 12 uh, in the Old Testament we find that uh, there were symbol, there was a certain symbolism uh, that was used uh, during the celebration of the Passover, and there were certain elements to the celebration, and 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 God that God instructed the children of Israel to do on an annual basis, and 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 and. and he explained it by saying, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm just not into busy work. I'm not just into doing stuff just to be doing stuff. Uh, and what the, the question that's going to come to my mind, if you tell me to do something, say, okay, we, we, we're going to do this, this, this. My first question is going to be, why? Why are we doing this? You know, what's the reason behind it? And so what happened, uh, the the children of Israel, uh, God let them know, he said, uh, in that scripture, he said that, and it shall be that when your children say to you, you know, we don't communicate enough with our children. And families don't talk enough. And, 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 uh, you know, many are sitting around the table uh, playing video games on their phone and Amen, uh looking at videos and doing other things. But it used to be uh when you would sit around the table, or in the evening, uh when families would come and and, and be together, there were discussions that went on. Yes. Yes. And 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 there were wisdoms that were passed down and information that was communicated. Yes. And so what God is saying is. Uh, uh, with the symbols of celebration he said it shall be that when your children shall say to you, what does this service mean? You shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. In other words, uh, it's up to us to pass on to those that are coming on, that are coming after us. Uh, we need to pass on certain information. Yes, and we need to let them know and, and, and what certain symbols point to. And so uh, that's what uh, God was communicating uh, to the children of Israel here in Exodus 12, 26 and 27. Yeah, amen. amen. Keep, keep your history alive. Uh, remind your children, yes. amen, what the Lord has done. Amen. What the Lord done for us as a nation? What amen. the Lord done for us as individuals? Amen. And I believe that as parents, amen, grandparents, and parents, it's up to us to pass it up, pass it, pass it on down. Amen. There's a meaning to the symbols of celebration. Uh, there's another instance uh, that we find, and I'll just do uh, two of them. Uh, In the Old Testament, we also find in the fourth chapter of the book of Joshua, uh, when the children of Israel had come through the wilderness and, uh, and, and, and had been in the wilderness for 40 years because of disobedience. And when they were getting ready to go into the promised land and they were crossing over the Jordan River, Jordan River was flooded. And God gave them specific instructions on how to cross over. And the priests went first, bearing the Ark of the Covenant. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember reading that? The priests went forth first, bearing the Ark of the Covenant. And and the Bible said that when the soles of the foot of the priest, when it uh, got there right at the threshold of the Jordan. The Jordan backed up. And and heaped up. And they were able to go through that flooded Jordan. On dry ground. With the ark of the covenant going before them. Amen. You know what? When you got God's presence before you. You can do anything. Oh is anybody listening to me? Amen. When you have God's presence. Going before you. Amen. You can do anything. And 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 the priests bore the Ark of the Covenant and they got right in the middle and they stood there. While the people of Israel, Amen, were able to go through the Jordan on dry ground. And uh Hallelujah. Talk about Amen bearing or uh, standing with the anointing. Amen. Standing with the anointing. Um uh, I, I see some corollaries with that, Amen. There are certain individuals that God has called, Amen, to stand, Amen, uh, carrying the anointing, so that others will be able to pass. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, no. And so uh, they stood there, and 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 as they stood there, and the children of Israel passed through uh, the Jordan on, on dry ground, God instructed them to get twelve stones. Hallelujah! Yes. And to take those twelve stones and pile them up as a memorial. Yes. Well, hey Amen. There were there were twelve that were piled up on one side, and there were twelve that were piled up in the middle. But they piled up those stones as a memorial. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we're talking about the symbols of celebration. Uh, those stones, When, when and, and, and when they asked, well, why are we doing this? Why are we piling stones in the middle of the Jordan? And why are we piling stones, amen, on the shore? And God said, it's for a memorial yes. that in the years to come, when your children shall ask, why are those stones stacked up there? And their parents can say, not only are there stones stacked up there, but if you swim out there and and, and, and take the peak, you'll find that there's another pile of stones that's in the middle of the Jordan. Yes, Lord. And, and they say, okay, why? And, 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 and the parents will be able to tell them, it's a testimony. Yes, Lord. Amen. The ones in the middle are a testimony of a miracle. Amen. And the ones on the shore are testimony of the faithfulness of God. Amen. He brought us out of Egypt to bring us into the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about symbols of celebration. Amen. Symbols of celebration. But, amen, the symbols are, amen, not just there for decoration. But the symbols are there to communicate the truths of the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Two texts that I mentioned, amen, point to the power of the symbols to represent to the children the truth of the living God at seasons of celebration. And and, and you know, when we even talk about holidays, uh, holidays used to be holy days. Y'all hear me? I'm, I'm talking about the May holidays, Amen. Uh, uh, you know, we've secularized, they secularized them and turned them into holidays. But holidays used to be holy days. Yes. Yes. And 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 if we would use, if if if, if we would explain the symbols, uh, we can imprint in the minds of our children the the, the beauty of the truth that's in that holiday season yes, well, yeah. we could sow seeds amen and, and 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 start a tradition to where what you put in your child amen they'll begin to put in their child amen and and, and it'll get passed down from generation to generation oh, yeah. hallelujah yes. and 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 what I found out is either we. We're going to have to uh, intentionally, amen, hear what I say, we're going to have to intentionally uh, make sure that our, our children and our grandchildren, uh, uh, that we pass the right things down. Because if we don't intentionally do it, amen, the devil's got an automatic, oh, yeah. you know, he, 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 he's got a system. Oh, yes. And a lot of times what we don't realize is we're plucking them right in front of, amen, uh, the enemy system. And if we don't program it, our children, he will. Amen. Got some of these little babies, they can use the phone better than you can. Yes, yes. Know how to, amen, punch up and get the videos and, and what have you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're, amen, uh, we, we, we're talking about uh, symbols that communicate truth. Yes. You all hear me? Amen. amen. There are symbols that, amen, can communicate truth. And uh, I believe one of the reasons why the, the automobile manufacturers and uh, uh, the various other manufacturers, the reason that they go to symbols is because uh, symbols are a universal language. Right. They, 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 they're a universal language. You know how you get something out of the pack, And you have instructions and it'll be in English and it'll be in Spanish and it'll be in, uh, you know, French and, you know, and and, and sometimes uh, if you get your instructions out and and you're not looking at what you're doing, you'll open up to a page and you'll be. But symbols are universal. And symbols can uh, communicate truth. Now, the passage that we started out with uh, in 1 Peter 3.15, it speaks to our communication of truth to anybody and anywhere at any time. Amen. Uh, That passage that uh, we talked about there uh, in uh, Peter, 1 Peter 3.15, notice what it said there. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. You don't hear that word mentioned very often, sanctify. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Amen. Uh, In order to sanctify the Lord God in your heart, that means to set him apart. Amen. Set him apart. Amen. Don't mix him, don't mix him, amen, in a in a bag with a lot of other stuff. But 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 give God his place. His own place. His special place in our hearts. That's what we talk about when we say, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Don't make him one of many. Don't make him, amen, part of uh uh the stuff give him a special place yes. amen and, and and then it says, and always be ready yes. to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason of your the, of the hope that is in you yes. be, ready. be ready be ready to communicate yes. amen, be ready to give a defense amen we live in such a negative world. Amen. Until. Amen. you got to be ready with a, with a defense. Yes. Amen. Uh, to everyone who asks you the reason of your hope. Yes. We're to be ready to give a defense as in giving a reasonable, logical, and sensible explanation as to why you do what you do. Amen. It is so much more dynamic when uh, the symbols of the season are implemented with understanding, amen, so that uh, they can provide a powerful message. And, 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 and uh, I told you this holiday season with the bustle and the hustle and, and you know a lot of people get stressed out during the holiday yes, season. Yes, Lord. Spending money they don't have, mm-hmm. buying stuff they don't need, and, 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 and trying to make sure they cover everybody on the list. Mm-hmm. But yet, uh, I think we miss the benefit of this is a, 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 a unique, uniquely special season in order for us to be a witness for God. Yes. Amen. And to share the truths of the gospel. Because I believe symbols can communicate truth. Amen. And uh, so what I'd like to do, I told you we're going to be talking about the symbols of Christmas. And uh, what I would like to do, I would like to present you with four symbols of the season. Amen. Four symbols of the season that I believe communicate, amen, special truths. And uh, we're going to talk about those truths today. Is that all right? Amen. The symbols of celebration, the symbols that communicate truth. Hallelujah. And uh, so the first symbol that I want to mention is uh, the symbol that's called the Advent Reef. And I apologize. Like I said, I tried to pick a, a, a holiday color. Uh, and uh, uh, we got to get a brighter projector. Amen. And I'm believing that's in the works. But uh, I'm seeing that red, amen, is not one of the best ones. But amen, I'm going to help you out. We want, the, the first symbol Of the season is called the Advent wreath, and the the it's a special. uh, You all know what a holiday wreath is. Well, the Advent wreath is a special wreath, and the testimony, uh, you know, it it forms a circle. A wreath is in a circle, and uh, uh, the wreath is circular, and and in the middle. Uh, there are candles that are situated in the middle of the reef in a four square arrangement. Anybody ever saw that? It's a reef and it's got four candles in it. It's a special kind of reef, it's called the Advent reef. And uh, as the candles are arranged, there is a meaning for each candle. And each Sunday, there are churches, and, uh, you know, we've never had one here at Bethel, uh, but since we're talking about the symbolism of it, uh, maybe next year we can maybe try to have one. But uh, every Sunday of, of, of the four Sundays uh, in the Advent to the coming of Christmas, uh, a, a candle is lit. And it's symbolized, and it has its own uh, symbolism and meaning. Uh, and uh, indicating that we're drawing closer and closer uh, to his coming. Yes. So the first symbol of Christmas, you know, we would see people put the wreaths on their doors and what have you. And and, and and let me be honest with you as I'm going to go through some of these symbols. Uh, be honest with you, I wasn't real big on uh, decorating Christmas decorating And I think One of the reasons that I wasn't real big On Christmas decorating It goes back to uh, When I was a child growing up uh, There were some Christmases that uh, Weren't the happiest times In my life And uh, there were some disappointments And some things that happened And one of the things that I learned Growing up as a child Is to uh, not get your hopes up uh, for very much and, and, and if you don't get your hope up then you don't get disappointed and so I, I, I really didn't get into it now my wife is just the opposite of me and maybe she had a better childhood than I did uh, but uh, one thing about my wife and, and at first I used to tease her about it and then I just said well as long as she's doing her thing and she don't bother me I'm going to leave her alone but uh, one thing about my wife, my wife loves to decorate. And, and, and even on a small budget, uh, the various holidays that come up, uh, uh, she'll decorate the home to reflect whatever holiday is coming up. And, 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 and there were times when she didn't have the money to go out and buy. And, and, and she used her expertise and she made her own decorations sometimes. Right, right. She was industrious and, and, and that. And and like I say, I wasn't uh, you know, again I, 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 I teased her at first and then I said well at least she's not bothering me and, and, and she's not making me help her and so I just let her do her thing. But what I didn't realize is that uh, especially when it comes to christmas there's amen the, the, there's a meaning behind the symbol amen. y'all y'all hear what i'm saying amen. there's a meaning behind the symbol oh, yeah and 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 so uh that 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 wreath that that advent wreath with the four candles uh and 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 and, and uh i believe that probably uh if as a church we would have uh, utilize and tap into the symbols and explain the symbols yeah. on a yearly basis, yeah. and, and had our kids participating in lighting the candles yeah. and telling the story. Yeah. And amen. Uh, they 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 be they, they have a deeper roots in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Anybody see what I'm saying? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Now, let me talk about the candles. I said the Advent wreath has four candles. Uh, The four candles actually have uh, their own names. Amen. The first candle that's lit is called the prophecy candle. The second candle is called the Bethlehem candle. The third candle is called the uh, angel's candle. And the fourth candle is called the shepherd's candle. And there's a message in each one of the lighting of the candles. The candles also carry the significance of each of the Gospels, thereby giving the picture of a complete Savior. Amen. Uh, there are four synoptic Gospels. Matthew, amen, communicates the beauty of his provision for us uh, uh, as Jesus is King. Amen. Mark uh, uh, communicates. Jesus as God's servant, serving mankind. Uh, Luke communicates Jesus as healer, amen. And John presents uh, Jesus as Savior of the world, amen. So you have the Advent wreath with the Advent candles, amen. And that's the symbolism, amen, behind that, and 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 so uh, we 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 talked about as we talked about the symbolism of, uh, of the the Advent wreath. Uh, not only does the Advent refer to His coming. Uh, you remember I said the word Advent mean coming. Amen. Not only does it refer to His coming, He came. You yes. all hear me? Amen. It's a fact. He came. Yes, right. Amen. But it also communicates another truth. He's coming again. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the truth that he came the first time. Uh-huh. Amen. It, it, it is equally true that he's coming back again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about the symbols of Christmas. The symbols of Christmas. Amen. Uh, so we talked about the Advent candles. And uh, I told you what the names of the candles were Amen Prophecy candle Bethlehem candle Angels candle Shepherd candle Amen Take some notes Because when we get that Advent brief Amen uh, And we have it next season uh, I'm going to appoint some people to Amen Talk about each candle Before it gets lit right. Hallelujah Amen Let's move on uh, Let's talk about another symbol of Christmas And when I look in the back Uh, We have that symbol. We don't have the Advent candle, but we do have, amen, the symbol of the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree. The Christmas tree is probably the foremost symbol of Christmas. It is the symbol of the broken curse, a broken curse. The evergreen tree focuses on everlasting life. Forever green, forever life. I want you to imagine, Amen. The bare singular trunk with one cross branch on which uh, uh, on a tree, and that's where God hung His greatest gift to mankind. He hung Jesus on a tree, and that was where the curse was broken. Amen. Galatians tells us in Galatians 3.13. Amen. I believe it talks about cursed is the man that dies on a tree. Amen. When Jesus hung uh, up for our hangups. Amen. He bore the curse in his body. And it is at the foot of the tree that we receive redemption and the greatest of all gifts from him. So, amen. The Christmas tree. Uh, its symbolism, amen, represents, amen, uh, and 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 that's why they use the evergreen tree because it represents everlasting life. Yes. Now, I'm not going to talk about people that got silver and purple trees and uh, white trees and you know, uh, I'm not going to talk about you, but I'm gonna just say. You got the symbol wrong. Amen. You got it. It, 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 it's supposed to represent everlasting life. Hallelujah. And, 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 and uh, remind us of the gift that God gave when his son hung up for our hang-up. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. You getting anything out of this today? Amen. 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 Let's move to the, uh, the next symbol that we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about the bells. The bowls, the holly, and the ivory. Yes. Can you say that with me? Bells, bells bowls, bowls holly, holly, and ivy. And ivory. Now, two of the things on that list are made by man. And two of the things on that list are made by God. All right. These are the tokens of the new covenant. The bells symbolize liberty. And I could give you a scripture reference of Leviticus 25 and 10. We won't read it here. Uh, but the bells symbolize liberty, freedom from sin, and from condemnation, and from insecurity, guilt, and fear. You see, the bells, amen, first appear in the Bible on the hymn of the high priest's garment as a statement regarding the atoning sacrifice. Amen. So uh, the bells. What do we say? The bells symbolize liberty. the bells symbolize liberty. Amen. The bows may symbolize the gentle love and tenderness with which the father gave his son. Amen. So the bows represent God's love. The holly reflects the fact. That the beauty of salvation does not come without paying a price. Yeah. Y'all heard? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, and 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 I'm not and, and, and forgive me. I'm not the best. That's but the, the holly is that the the holly. Anybody? Can, it's like the little berry. Okay. All right. Uh. But it, 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 it symbolizes that salvation does not come without paying a price. There's a price to be paid. Amen. We 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 couldn't it was a price we couldn't pay. We we, we, we were bankrupt, we couldn't pay it. Amen. But 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 God Son, Jesus, paid the price for us all. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Now the Ivy, uh I, I know what Ivy is. Uh <laughs> You know, anybody that's watched baseball and you have seen the Cardinals play uh, in uh, Wrigley Field at Chicago, the fields around, uh, the walls around Wrigley Field are covered with ivy. Some of you have seen buildings where, uh, you've seen buildings where the plants just grow up the side of the wall and clean. Amen. I'm not going to say every one of them is ivy, but, amen, uh, I know in Wrigley Field, that's ivy. And uh, the ivy, the the, uh, ivy that clings, it represents the unfailing love and nearness of the Lord. Mm. Amen. In other words, amen, God loves us with a love that will not let us go. Hallelujah. You know, something about that ivy, uh, uh, it'll take over a wall if you let it. Amen, and and you know what, amen. If we allow God's love to flourish in us, amen, it'll take it 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 will uh it'll it'll take over. It'll it'll change you. It'll change you. Hallelujah. And uh, so uh, the bells, the bowls, and the ivory. What we say, bells, liberty. Amen. Amen. Uh, Bowls, love. Love. Amen. Holly. Amen. Salvation. But it, but but it costs, amen. There was a price that was paid, and that's the reason we ought not to cheat, uh, the treat our salvation so cheaply. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So those, I, I, I've given you, amen. Three categories of the symbols of Christmas. Let me, amen. Let's go to the fourth one, and uh, the fourth one that we're going to talk about is probably the most argued over symbol. Uh, but it has its origin in a true story, Amen. Saint Nicholas, or Santa Claus, as he's called, Amen. Uh, it's something how the world will take something that started out godly and and will cheapen it and and secularize it and uh, try to take all of the spirituality out of it. Uh, to the point to where uh, there are a lot of people that, that, that they talk about uh, Santa Claus, St. Nick, whatever, and uh, have no uh, clue as to who he, he really was. Uh-huh. Amen. But we're going to talk about him a little bit today. Amen. His name uh, was Nicholas of Myra, and uh, he lived over 15 centuries ago. He was uh, likely a, a pastor, possibly a bishop. And uh, the tradition of his selfless giving, his graciousness and goodness to the people left a mark on early church history. Amen. Nicholas of Myra had the reputation. You know, uh, we, we, we live in a day and time now. Uh, where, where uh, pastors and bishops don't have the best reputations. Uh, I'm reminded, uh, and I heard some people saying something about it on the job, uh, of the unfortunate circumstances of the woman who got uh, shot at the Catholic supply store in St. Louis County. And, uh, you know, I thank God that uh, they caught the person responsible. But one of the things that uh, was chilling uh, was when the news reporters began to communicate and say uh, that at one time uh, he had served as a pastor of a small congregation. Uh, in uh, you know, and 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 when the news reported that uh, there were uh, people on the job, that amen. Hey, every time they brought up that situation, yeah, you know, he used to be a pastor. Yeah, uh, with some of the things that are happening. We live in a fallen world. And uh, there are people who uh, uh, point out uh, the failures of ministers and, and so-called ministers and so-called pastors and say, that's the reason I don't have nothing to do with the church. But I'm going to tell you something, they're They're bad surgeons. Amen. There, there, Some uh, sloppy dinners. Uh, there's some, there's some, there's some folk that, amen, operate bakeries that don't know how to bake. Do you stop eating because you go to a restaurant and you get a bad meal? Amen. Do you stop going to doctors just because there's some doctors that are incompetent and uh, amen get sued for malpractice? Amen. Well, amen. But there's some folk that, amen, let a so-called preacher do something that's, amen, uh, not right or, or, or uh, and, and, and they want to paint everybody with the same brush. The world has a tendency, uh, and yet, uh, when it comes to St. Nicholas, the life that he exemplified. Uh, if he was a bishop, it's even more striking to me uh, because you've got a lot of people, when they get elevated to office, and uh, it swells their head. And, 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 and they get the idea that they've got that office so that they can be waited on hand and foot. But the legacy that Nicholas Amira left Amen. When he was elevated to the office, he wasn't looking, amen, on who to serve him, but he was looking for who he could serve. And to the less fortunate that were part of his parish, amen, he was known to show up and gifts would be left at the door. He was known to show up. Amen, and 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 when he showed up, he made the situation better instead of worse. Hallelujah. The tradition of his selfless giving, his graciousness, his goodness toward the people—it left a mark on church history. And later on, uh, later on, there was a pastor who in jest was writing a funny poem entitled, A Visit from St. Nicholas. And it was from that poem that spawned the most current day tradition behind Santa Claus. You see, when we think about St. Nicholas, when we think about a man St. Nicholas... He represents something that everybody wishes that they had. He represents a daddy that is happy, who loves his children, who gives things to his children, who cares for them even when they don't deserve it. Amen. And when we talk about, amen, the gospel uh, of a loving and happy God, it represents society's longing for a loving father. Amen. Many people don't see God like that. Amen. They see God as an angry God, and 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 I believe one of the reasons they see God as an angry God is because they see a lot of angry Christians. So why then do so many churches become angry over Him and confirms? Uh, society's accusation that religious people are not happy angry and judgmental we need to embrace the season and, 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 and even though uh, we know that Santa Claus is not going around with uh, reindeer and sleigh and coming down somebody's chimney You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in the projects. We didn't have a chimney. And I used to wonder, how does he get in there? But no, that's, that, that, that's, that's, not, that's not how. He's not coming in with, 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 with a, a reindeer and, and a sleigh. But the spirit of St. Nicholas is coming with human hands. The spirit of St. Nicholas is not, amen, coming down the chimney, but he's coming through the door yes. with human feet. Yes. Amen. God wants to use our hands. Yes. God wants to use our feet. Yes. Amen. And, and, and in this season uh, that they call the holiday season, yes. uh, think of the impact we could have as a church, as a people. Uh, uh, when we embody the spirit of Nicholas of Myra, yeah. and 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 share and give with others, Amen, and be a blessing to others, and 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 uh, and and touch them for God with human hands. Amen. As I close today, uh, I, I've said it before, but I'll say it again: people are uniquely open. During this season of Christmas, and uh, we've got to let the true spirit of the season uh, be manifested in our lives, and as we touch people and 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 uh, give to people, uh, we can make a lasting. Amen. We can we can make a lasting effect because. Uh, People are searching, people are hurting, and people are, amen, wanting to be loved, wanting to be shown acceptance, generosity, kindness, and that leaves an impact on children as well as adults, amen. The symbols of Christmas. I hope you got something from this message on today. Amen.